Hello and welcome to episode 67 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I show independent businesses how to define and grow their brand and business. And today I am joined by Christine Liu, graphic designer at Hair Business CL Designs and host of the Brand Party podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christine. Thank you so much, Tammy, for having me. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love the fact that we've got like this meld of the brand party and the brand lounge. It feels good, right? This is like, yeah, just your party zone. So I'm <laughs> super excited <laughs> to dive in. I feel like this is the place where you go to like chill out after the party. Like mine's the hangover podcast to yours, <laughs> which is like the vibrant and like this is where all the stuff's happening. And mine's just like the next day where you're just kind of talking about life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's everything that you want and more. <laughs> Perfect. So listeners today, Christine and I are talking about boosting creativity. Now, if you immediately rolled your eyes and thought, but Tammy, I'm not a creative person. I call BS straight away because if you're a business owner or a person in general, you will have a level of creativity and creative thinking. And today we're talking about boosting that. So make sure that you buckle in and listen up because even if you don't feel like creativity is one of your strong points, we are gonna be exploring ways that you can boost that to make it a bit more zhuzhed up. Zhuzhed up. (laughs) So Christine, let's talk about creativity within business as as kind of a good starting point because my personal opinion is that every business needs some form of creativity to even come into being. So how are you feeling around creativity in business? Yeah, I think it's less structured as people think as well, right? And so as a business owner itself, you're a natural problem solver. And so I like to think of it too, that sometimes we just get it really in our heads about certain things on a day-to-day basis. And so if you can relate to this, I encourage you to tune on in because I think there's three typical mental or mindset blocks that typically come up from a business standpoint as well when it comes to creativity. And so the way that I like to identify it is number one, being your mental uh, block. So this one is typically if you're a solopreneur in particular, you're getting in your head about certain things. It's really difficult to get out of your own way. And a way that you can do this is to just talk it out, just like we are now on this podcast or have a community that you can refer back to as well. And the second one that I would mention is emotional. So it's undeniable that life is hard. We all have battles that no one else knows anything about. And so a solution to that particular mind block is to really create a safe space for yourself to just feel the feels and, you know, dive into that, indulge in it a little bit. And then this way you're able to better move forward from it. And the third one I would say is overwhelm. So often if there's some resistance or friction that's happening in your life, maybe some frustration as well, then there may be some misalignment in your life and business. So a way that you can help solve this is setting some healthy boundaries in place. I love healthy boundaries. I love boundaries. Like boundaries is something that I feel like was missing from my from my life, not just my business for so long. And it's really interesting because when we consider something like creativity, it feels like such an intangible kind of a bit airy fairy, you can't really capture it. But actually, there are very practical ways that you can help because structure does help creativity. Um, And one of the things that I find 
as as a, as a creative, as someone who's been in the creative industries, is that you have to have a certain level of being able to switch your creativity on and off, mm. which is something that can be really hard to do. But if you do put those practical steps in place, like having those boundaries, um, then I find that sometimes it's not that I need to switch my creativity on. It's just like I need to give it the focus so that it can come to like the top of all of the other stuff that I've got kind of floating along. And it's just like, right, we just need to fish out the creativity because it's in there. We know it's there. It's just finding a way that encourages it to come out in a beneficial way. So yeah, I love the idea of, I love the way that you summarize it. I think we're done. That's it. That's the whole episode. We've got three blocks. We've got three solutions. We're good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the practical steps that you've got in there. So talking it out, creating a safe space to feel all the feels I love. Like I really wish that I had space in my house just to have like a cushion room full of kittens and cushions and soft squishy things to just go and feel. (laughs) Absolutely. Because like you're mentioning too, I think that's where the phrase think out of the box comes from as well, right? Because once you have the perimeters or in our case, like a lot of times having that design brief in place to have some structure, I think that's where you really get to play and kind of pull all these different rabbits out of the hat in a way and get to make it a lot more fun from there once you have that uh, starting point for people, because I think that's where the overwhelm typically kicks in. Yeah, I agree. And I think also because there does seem to be an inherent creativity is such a weird thing because there are so many people that will instantly say, oh, I'm, I'm not creative. And it's like, but I'm sure that you are. I'm sure that you could tell a story, that you could regale a joke, that you could, I don't know, lie. You could (laughs) entertain a child for half an hour with something or other. Like all of these things require a certain amount of creativity. And like you were saying earlier, like business requires creativity. You're a problem solver and problem solving requires creativity. So when you're working within your business, because I know we're in similar industries, which is creatively solving problems how do you kind of approach it when you have clients that feel that the creativity is lacking in their own business that's a good one I think sometimes it's really hard like you had mentioned to to shut that off and I think again it's not as intuitive as people have to make it to be as well so I feel like some of the best ideas as well come from things that have nothing to do with work right and so it sounds very counterintuitive um, but from there sometimes the best ideas come when you're showering or you're going for a walk or just making a good hearty meal for yourself that you love. And so coming back to this idea, even of thinking outside the box, I think it's really about having time and space for that to play and to be creative. Because even if we think about the things that we naturally gravitated towards as a kid or growing up, like I, I will share that I used to be a coloring contest champion growing up. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I would enter like hometown contests uh, put on by Staples here in Canada and I would win art supplies actually. And so I feel like looking back and reflecting, it's actually really helped uh, really shape the way that I live my life in a creative way because I just purely enjoyed it. Of course, the winning is a nice uh, addition to it, but it really allowed me to do something that I enjoyed, but also could be 
recognized for in a certain extent and have the supplies and resources to kind of play around with that more and help boost this creativity to what I do now you know I think that, that that's so wonderful I didn't even know that was a thing that's just <laughs> I hope they do adult versions as well because I saw someone like this is a side note listeners you'll be used to these side notes by now so a couple of years ago when um coloring books for adults became like this huge thing I don't know if it was the same over in Canada but it was over here it's like all of a sudden there were coloring books everywhere and I was like I'm not getting one because I'm not stressed like it's only for people who are stressed I already have an obscene (laughs) amount of coloring materials like I've got pens and colors and markers and all of it like I'm not getting a coloring book it just doesn't quite feel right for me that Christmas I got four I was like oh other people think I'm stressed (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was just kind of one of those it's like oh you'll enjoy this because you're a creative person in my brain I was just like oh yeah stress relief great (laughs) I didn't win any competitions though sadly (laughs) You, you don't need to in order to enjoy it that's like rewarded itself for sure <laughs> it's interesting going back to what you were saying though about um creativity and things doing things that are outside the box like like taking a walk in nature because we all hear like to step away to move forward which like you said it sounds counterintuitive but the way I kind of try and think about it is you you need to do something to keep the critical side of your brain busy so it's occupied elsewhere. So your creativity can actually pipe up and be heard. Because if your instant react- reaction when you hear, oh, I'm not a creative person, um, hear creativity is that I'm not a creative person. That's everything that you're thinking and kind of overruns the thoughts. But if you can keep that part of your brain just distracted and like, oh, hey, look over here. Like we're cooking a meal. or Oh, look, we're in nature or we're driving a car. It gives your creative side kind of a bit of freedom to wander and come up with the ideas that maybe you're missing because it is hard to force it and being in a creative role I know that there's a huge amount of business that even for creative businesses you you don't get to be as creative as you imagine are there times that you notice that you feel less creative that you have to implement these tactics a little bit more and would you be happy to kind of share a little bit around that Yeah. Language is so powerful. Like you're mentioning too, right? The things that we tell ourselves, the little angels and devils that dance on our shoulders from time to time. And so if you're able to really cut the noise, I think that that's where a lot of magic happens as well. When you're really able to tune into yourself, like you're mentioning Tammy. And so I would say the structure of my days have changed a lot in terms of how I run my business now from when I started in the beginning about two and a half years ago at this point. And so Now, a lot of my time is spent on sales generated activities or like ROI return on investment type activities as well. So I feel like it's a less sexy, less glamorous side of business. Right. And especially as a creative person, I like playing around with marketing and designs, obviously a little bit more personally, and it comes more naturally for me as well. So being able to take little bits and pieces of that into, for example, my sales calls, then at least this way, I think it's really about actively listening to people and truly understanding them because this way we get to connect a lot more and I'm sure as you run your podcast as well some of these connections and conversations are some of my favorite things that just warm my soul to the core and so this way when you're just being genuinely curious I feel like that's where the curiosity really gets to bloom in place as well and there's no sort of 
structure in terms of I need to close the sale and the resistance that comes along with that, but rather I'm just genuinely curious to see how I can best support somebody and having that language around it really does help versus we just make things difficult for ourselves more than we need to more oftentimes than none. And so this way, if you just take a step back, take a deep breath, I promise you it will be a lot less stressful. It'll be a lot more fun. And this way you can inject some of that creativity in a potentially non-traditional way as well. I think that that's such a wonderful point. And yeah, it made me realize while we were talking, while you were talking there, that um, actually creative thinking is, it is at its core, it's curiosity, isn't it? It's, it's trying to find the information and looking at things in a different way. And I think that maybe the the knee-jerk reaction from people when they think of creative is artsy and it is kind of creative industry standard kind of creative when actually creative thinking and creative problem solving are incredibly useful skills to have. And it is a lot of it is just about being curious and finding alternative ways. I love that view. That's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of things around design thinking as well is really coming back to that curiosity, really empathizing with people and understanding and taking the time to do that. Because so oftentimes we just are so dead set on making that sale that we often lose that human element of it. And I feel like that's what I love about human centered design in particular, and just being able to really empathize with people, but then you're able to better define what that problem is that you're solving. Yeah, absolutely. So creativity and creative thinking is just connection in disguise. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So, I mean, the challenges of being creative every day, I feel like it's like that irritating thing that once you try and look at it, it's really hard to see it. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because also society doesn't make it easy for us, right? Like you're mentioning, you need to show up as like that stereotypical starving artist in order to earn your creativity or to be sitting down doing a like de-stressing coloring book as an adult, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because connection is something that I think everyone can relate to because we all crave connection. Like that, that's what we're looking for. That's why we develop brands. That's why we put strategy behind brands and marketing as well is because you're trying to connect with the people that would have the most benefit and impact from the products and services that you're offering. It is all about that connection. So when it comes to connecting either with yourself or with your work or with the task that you have in front of you, if your immediate reaction is to put a blocker up to say, oh, I'm not creative. I can't, I can't look at this in a certain way. It's got to be tricky because you're already restricting so many different options because you're almost setting yourself out. Only the, the method that you're setting out is just to brute force your way to find a solution. And like you were saying, it sounds exhausting. (laughs) Absolutely. Exactly. I I'm very much in the mindset of making things simple as well. And just really paring back what are the main things that you need to really hunker down on and double down on. Because in regards to marketing too, if it's not working, then you should be able to let that go and just focus on the things that are working. Because I think people want to hold on for dear life for certain things because, you know, your business is your baby. I totally get that. But at the same sense, you need to know what to let go of in order to grow. 
Yeah, I love that. So I think what would be fun to explore, because you've already covered a few of them, but I'd love to talk a little bit in depth about each of them for the ways to boost your creativity. So the ones that you suggested earlier, which I think are all wonderful, are um, talking it out, especially with a community or with someone that you have around. Um, what else have we got? Create a safe space to feel the feels and also healthy boundaries. So I think that all of those are really valuable. Another one that I would love to throw into the mix and we can go through these and talk them through is um, is to ask yourself, like if someone else was approaching you with this problem issue or challenge, what would you kind of say to them? Like if they're asking for your help, because a lot of the times I think, I wonder if that goes along with getting stuck in your own head though, but it's like talking to yourself as much as talking to your community. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because like we're saying too, right? The things that you say to yourself is equally powerful or being able to shut that noise out in a way, right? So I'll, I'll share three more tips then in that sense. So I would say the first one would be relax. Again, it sounds counterintuitive because you have a million and one things to do on your never ending to-do list, right? But you hear this all the time that you need to get in the zone and, you know, what does that exactly mean? So this way, I feel like when you're creating that space to really wind down, relax, you're getting into that optimal headspace to create in and with. So whether that looks like going on a walk, taking a break, just having a power nap or doing something fun for just the the hell of it, then do that. And like you're mentioning too, I'm a huge fan of healthy boundaries. Of course, it's easier said than done, but really allowing yourself to take time off guilt-free, whether that's you're dreaming for the weekend uh, with takeout on your balcony of sunshine all the way, or turning on that solid uh, auto responder to set some expectations in place for your clients so that they don't keep bombarding you or you're turning on that airplane mode as well during work hours to really help you focus, do what you need to do to feel really good about disconnecting to actually reconnect with yourself and your creativity. But also I'm a huge fan of time blocking as well. So even coming back to this idea of the Pomodoro technique, so it's this idea of 25 minute sprints of work. So you had mentioned as well, this focus that is kind of the less appealing part of creativity in a way, but just really honing it in and saying goodbye to procrastination that typically comes up as well. And I promise you that you will be more productive and efficient with your time if you set that timer and actually hunker down and and do what you're set out to do, right? And even the University of California in Irvine, they had done a study actually that said it takes about 30 minutes or so to return back to a task after you have been distracted or interrupted. So that's often why people get into this cycle and turmoil of frustration. And it's really hard to get back on track once you've distracted yourself, you're scrolling through Instagram or something. I'm totally guilty of as well. Thanks. But it's really becoming aware of these things that really off kilter your your progress as well so that you can really hone in to see what actually works for you because finding those priorities is difficult in a sense, but just be able to, the second thing would be to dream. I feel like in every sense of the word, we don't get enough sleep most oftentimes, but we actually really need it to function properly to actually seeing what that big picture looks like for your business. And so I like to call this your bold legacy as well. And having these CEO days in place to really figure out what is that action plan to make this 
make your goals and dreams a reality um, and declaring it to the world to have that accountability in place. So even if it's to yourself, you jot it down on a sticky note or you declare it to one of your best business friends, uh, whatever that looks like for you. I think there's so much power that comes from accountability. And then the third one, coming back to what you had mentioned to Tammy about focus and discipline, I feel like the inner work is often the real work. And I often remind myself that I didn't work nine to five to work 24 seven. So having these boundaries, like you're mentioning these systems in place to really free up your time, whether it's a calendar integration to book out uh, consoles with your clients to even to help trade in that endless back and forth emails as well to find your availability. It will save you so much time and energy, but focus and do what you need to do to move the needle forward in your business and really honor those priorities as well. I have been scribbling down like a (laughs) maniac because it's really, really interesting. I wasn't expecting this conversation to go this way, which is why I absolutely love hosting a podcast. (laughs) Um, Because creativity, like we were saying, is such a it's such a thing that people seem to think you have or you don't have. It's something that's quite artistic. It's something that's quite, you know, like, I don't, I can't articulate it. Like it's the colorful, it's the, it's the storytelling. It's the um, artistic side is what is perceived as, even though we know that creativity kind of impacts and influences everything, but it's surprising how much structure comes into helping you manage that creativity and I think a lot of it comes down to um kind of reflecting what you were saying absolutely it's like your brain gets too full so you don't feel creative because you're like I don't have time to approach this problem or this thing or think about this or find a new way of looking at something because I have a million other things and tabs open in my brain Whereas I believe that the action structure and declaration are kind of the three things that it seems to really boil down to that just clears out. It's like sweeping all of the paperwork off of your desk so that you've got space for your paints and colors to sit there and have a look at this one solution. And yeah, absolutely. I think it was really interesting. Some of the techniques that you were talking about there, like the Pomodoro one and the focus, the stat that it takes like half an hour once you've been distracted was something that really shocked me when I heard that before. I just, I couldn't believe it. But when you actually look at it every time that you hear an email ping or hear your Facebook notifications go off and you go and have a little look and then you're like, what was I doing? Oh, I'll just go and make a brew. I'll go make a cuppa and then I'll get back to my desk and then I'll be focused and then you're on Instagram. So it can easily... I can easily see how that fills your time and reflecting what you were saying earlier as well about procrastination that's kind of one of the key ways that we avoid creative work of any description I think so yeah I'm really surprised at how much structure has to play with it when you actually sit there and look at it yeah and I feel like as well creativity gets a bad rap uh in terms of all these different stereotypes and stuff like that too right but there's so many benefits that come along with it that if you remind yourself from time to time that this is going to help you, uh, not only as a human, but also as a business owner, then it really puts things into perspective, right? Because especially during a pandemic, being able to boost your morale and just have fun and embracing who you are, what you enjoy is really powerful, especially in the personal branding space. But multiple studies have proven that it will really help you reduce stress. 
improve your immune system, which we could all use. And in business also just helps to boost your productivity. And so this way you're able to actually progress a lot further in terms of your business growth as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's such a wonderful point because like we, I mean, we've said it a few times so far in this episode is I being a business owner means that you have a certain amount of creativity, but it requires quite a lot of creativity because it is that problem solving. It is trying to make sure that you can wear all of the different hats in your business without feeling like you're about to melt or however else that you want to look at it. And particularly like the businesses that I love working with are like the rebels and the innovators and the people who are trying to bring something new or a different spin. And I feel almost like the more the creativity expectation from the individual, I'm not saying that it's there, but the expectation from the individual, the harder it is to overcome that procrastination side. Yeah, like you're mentioning too, right? It's flexing that muscle because so oftentimes you have to practice it to a certain extent as well. Otherwise, how are you going to expect that it's going to be something that you can just turn on and off like a switch from time to time, right? It's yeah, it's yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, that's a really interesting point as well, actually. So I've spoken to some business owners before who are either friends, colleagues, or you know, networking or whatever else. And they're like, oh yeah, I set aside creative time. And that baffles me. <laughs> I just I can't imagine setting aside a time where I'm like, okay, so I've got an hour between two and three. That's going to be when I'm creative. Yeah, absolutely. But to each their own. If it works for them, then you know that's great. Yeah, but how? Like, I yeah, I don't know what you do necessarily for it, but I found because I am such a time blocker as well mm. in terms of like really honoring each of those focused times that I need to do certain priorities in my life personally, but also in my business. I actually did start putting in one hour what I called playtime in my calendar on Friday afternoons. And then I typically take the rest of the day off, mind you. But otherwise, I do try to flex that creativity on a regular basis, just based on the type of work that you and I do in in particular. But this way, it's sort of my free time to just explore whatever I feel like that day, even if it just means going for an hour walk. Yeah, and that's really important. I think practicing and like we were saying, like flexing that creative muscle is definitely a way to make it stronger. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're starting with nothing and building up to being like this creative magnificence, but it's just flexing it so that it it can be easier for you to pull those creative thoughts and patterns out of your brain when you need to. And I mean, I notice the difference when I feel overwhelmed and overworked and maybe under a lot of pressure just because I'm focusing on business stuff rather than the creative stuff. um, And I let that slip. I find that I just feel a bit grayer. I don't know how else to explain it, but other than just a little bit beige is how I feel. (laughs) Because typically when I start to feel overwhelmed, I can't I feel like I haven't got the energy or I can't be bothered to go and read my favorite books or read my favorite blogs or, you know, do something creative, stare at Pinterest for an hour whilst I'm in the bath or whatever it is that inspires me and makes me feel like a creative individual. As soon as I kind of lose that shine, I find it really, really hard to get back into the pattern. So having something that you do every day, I mean, what you were saying was fantastic. Time blocking 
time blocking was a whole new world for me. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. Yeah, one hell of a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and I found it helpful until I started finding it unhelpful. So now I think I found like a mid ground. But what I did find helpful with it was similar to what you were saying is having something beforehand that's almost like a pre-creative time. So like on my lunch break, if I know that I'm doing um, like a brand concept in the afternoon on my lunch break, I'll extend my lunch break and put in a bit of reading time. So it's almost like, right, okay, brain, guess what's coming? We're having a creative warm up. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Do whatever works for you. Ultimately, I think hopefully from this episode, as people are listening, there's a variety of options. Of course, there's like no one size fits all solution in a way. So take bits and pieces, like try things out, have fun with it really. And at the same time, it's like creating that habit in place to really help structure that, like you're mentioning, but also I want to remind people that they can celebrate along the way too, because as you're mentioning, as you feel like there's some resistance there, you lose sight of why you're doing certain things in your business as well. And that bigger picture of what you're creating. So I really love coming back to celebration because I often ask this to my clients whenever I wrap up a project to the guests that I have on the podcast as well. And it's proven to enhance performance. Gratitude is just great for your life. And it's important to celebrate the progress, even if it's just by 1% each time, because if you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment to get to that end goal every single time, then like, what are you waiting for really in a sense? And on the days that are difficult, especially which there will be, then you have something that you can always be proud of to look back on. And even if it has nothing to do with work, because you do not need to earn rest, you do not need to earn, you know, all these other things that society puts in place for you. Oh, absolutely. I think gratitude has been such a game changer. And I think that it's something that everyone should be aware of it to be because I think everyone knows what gratitude is but I feel like it was only really again it's one of the things I discovered more when I became a small business owner and an independent business owner rather than in the corporate world like in the corporate world I never sat there and thought I'm so grateful for my job (laughs) or like I'm so grateful for or if I did it was because it was of a time of turmoil Mm. And it was like, oh, okay, half the company's been laid off. I'm really grateful that I still have a job. Whereas now, like understanding the power of gratitude and the power of celebration and the power of reflection, I really wish that that had been something that I could have implemented along my whole career. Because I feel like exactly what you were saying, like celebrating everything, the small things and the big things in any way, even if it's just taking a moment to acknowledge that you've achieved something that you're really proud of like the way that our thoughts influence our actions and the way that you think about something it really can make the difference between how you're going to feel for that next 10 minutes or half an hour or an hour or day or whatever it is and if you're being kind to yourself and if you're grateful for the things that you have around you you're going to be entering the next task that you do with so much like joy and uh, it's just all the warm fuzzy feelings that you want to have (laughs) Absolutely. Because people make it like a chore to do all the time, right? Like you're mentioning to switch on creativity or to be Mm -hmm. grateful. And it doesn't have to be so black and white. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's probably the key is if it was anything else, or if there's nothing else from this episode, I think a lot of it is just 
as always, like the message in every episode is find what works for you. Like that's just a given. <laughs> that's that's something that you can always take away. But I think it's more don't approach creativity as something that you either have or don't have and don't approach it or try not to approach it as something that switches on and off. Like it's always there. It's always inherently there. It's just finding ways that either magnify and amplify it when you need it or finding ways that builds a structure so that when you do want to have a more creative approach to something, you know what works for you in order to bring the best of your creativity out. Would you say that was fair? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well that just being able to prioritize yourself and your creativity is probably one of the best investments that you can make in your business. Just being able to put yourself first and allow that that room to explore is just going to benefit you and your business. Yeah. Do you have any other ways that you kind of pull your own creativity to the, to the forefront when you're working? I think pre-COVID, I would travel quite a bit more, mind you, but coming back to just everyday life, uh, especially in a pandemic, then I would say we get caught up in the day-to-day so much that just creating some change around you is really helpful. So even if that means a change of environment in your workspace, uh, maybe moving some things around or maybe the structure of your day just for a day to switch some things up or wear a different hat in your business you have a million and one things to do so just choose a different (laughs) a different one to wear that particular time or day and little things like that will really help just shake things up a little bit that's a really good way of looking at it and I know that I know it sounds silly but when I declutter which is something that I'm trying to get better it's on my new year's resolution and we're in April and it's still going strong because I started last week um (laughs) but decluttering like clearing your desk or moving things around or now that the weather is changing maybe repositioning your desk so you get a different bit of sunshine coming in during the day or the morning or whatever um yeah I think that that's a really good point that if you can't change your own if you can't change where you are just change the space that you're in a little bit Mm -hmm. because I think it's just when we feel stagnant in our thoughts I think that physical activity and physical movement and physical change can help to shift some of that even though it feels like they're two separate things they're really not like energy can just sit there in you which again is something that corporate Tammy never would have said (laughs) (laughs) It is funny though. So some of the things that you were talking about earlier, I mean, we've talked about boundaries and we've talked about um, a few of the others like relaxing and taking a break and the focus. Oh, community. So chatting with community and finding someone that you can talk to when you're feeling creative. I think that that would be something interesting to explore because I know from my perspective, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, Christine, that if I have a creative idea or approach to a problem or I want someone's feedback, it's very immediate. It's like, I've had this thought. I need someone to talk to now. (laughs) Do you get that same kind of hit of inspiration? You're like, um, I need someone. (laughs) Totally. I am right there with you. (laughs) So we should start a club for sure. But I would say... Even I'm sure that you hear this from your clients as well. Everybody wants everything done yesterday. And so this sense of urgency is very integrated into the way that we live our life. I feel like to just go to the next, next best thing all the time. And so it may feel really urgent in the moment, which some of them actually are. Some of them can actually take more of a backseat in a way. So it's like coming back again to giving it this space to actually 
just come to fruition a little bit more and a clarity around it as well, right? To be able to even articulate what the, the problem is and being able to differentiate the two stories between what actually happened versus what's happening when you get caught up in the moment, right? Because then that's where the hamster wheel comes in and all the emotions come in and everything in between that kind of gets us off track to where we need to be in order to be solutions oriented. Yeah, I think that that's a really great point. I think you need time for it to, my favorite terms that you need it to percolate or you need it to marinate. Mm, yes, you I love marinate it. in those ideas. <laughs> Make sure it's the right type of flavor that you're looking for. But yeah, I think that that's something that's really important because if you are new on the journey of like embracing your creativity, it can feel like everything is urgent and that you have this sudden hit of inspiration and intuition and you're like, oh my goodness, I must action this immediately. Like take a second because I'm sure it is a wonderful idea, but... I've had many wonderful ideas that the next day I've looked back and gone, (laughs) not quite sure where that came from. No, that is a really great point what you're mentioning, because even people, I think that's where this idea comes from in terms of that creativity is so fleeting, right? That you can only, once you have that, that little tender moment that kind of kicks in that you have to run with it, right? Because you're scared that it's never going to come back. But when you flex that muscle time and time again, you'll have more and wonderful ideas that keep coming up for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a huge part of creativity that doesn't get spoken about as much is the like literally the crazy stuff, the stuff that would never work out, the things that will not like I'm not going to say that they're failures because it's not. But the things where you're like that idea isn't practical or that solution doesn't work or that solution just is unethical Um, whatever it is that's going through your mind creativity isn't something that you get right or wrong it's just something that happens and it's a spark and then you choose which ones you want to fan the flames of in order to make that into something new and I think my best advice if you are the type of person that needs to voice every idea like I have two people, my, well, I don't, I have three, like my mum and my dad are both great at listening to all of my crazy, crazy stuff that comes out of my brain at all times. Um, but I also have a business friend as well, who is, we share like voice notes yeah. every day and we just share our literal raw, crazy brain ramblings. And it's so helpful to have someone just go, I've had this idea. I've had this thought, I've had this consideration. I'm just going to voice it to you. And then by the end of the time that you're done speaking, you're probably at the point where you're like, thank you for listening. This will never see the light of day. And that's okay too. But you make such a great point that it's finding the right people as well. Coming back to this point of community that, you know, there's over billions and billions of people on this planet. And so it's finding the right people that is going to bring a different perspective to you and your business as well. And not just speaking to this void of people that are just gonna praise you all the time either yeah yeah I agree I think I have personal issues and challenges and views on sharing ideas just openly on things like social media and Facebook groups and things like that because I feel like it can be when you have that spark of creativity and you have an idea or you come up with a solution or anything like that it can be a very raw moment And if you then choose to air that in a space that isn't necessarily 
wholesome, shall we say, (laughs) where anyone can share their opinion, because it's such a raw moment of creativity for you, it might have a lasting impact in the way that people respond to it, whether that's the way that you respond to their comments or whether it's that you've just got assholes that are commenting on there that don't know any better or you can't articulate the context properly. Like there are so many different ways. So I think what you were saying, Christine, like finding your community and finding your people really is the key. And just make sure that you're clear on what you're expecting from them and be clear with them what you're expecting from them. If you just want them to listen and not give an opinion, which is perfectly valid, do that. But make sure that you are prepared when you share your ideas that people will have an opinion on them. It's kind of what you're sharing them for. So just, yeah, choose wisely, I think is probably my best, my best advice. Hmm, interesting. Oh, well <laughs> seriously. <laughs> well, it's just so tricky, isn't it? And I think that there's this huge culture as well, because something that I hear fairly frequently is, oh, I have this idea, but I don't want to share it with anyone because I'm worried they're going to take it and steal it. And it's like, well, I feel like that you don't have the right space then. Because it's the space that you're sharing that idea that's going to make the difference to whether someone's going to someone's going to steal it or not. And to be honest, like being honest, listeners, there aren't very many original ideas anymore. Most of them are taken. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Got it. It's a lot of trust. I think there's a lot of trust when it comes to sharing creativity, but it doesn't mean that it's not something that you should do. And like we've been saying, like the more often you do it, the stronger it gets and the easier it is to pull on your creative muscles when you need to. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. So is there anything else that you would love to share with the listeners when it comes to kind of ways of boosting creativity on the daily? Mm, I think understanding what mental blocks are coming up for you and being able to identify those are really helpful. This way you're able to find the right solution for you at that very given moment as well, especially when that urgency kicks in, right? That you want that solution right now, that this way you have some things in your arsenal that you can always come back to that, you know, is proven to set you in a good mood or to, uh, you know, help boost your morale when you need it and get out of that funk. Cause you don't want to be there for long and, uh, get into that rut of things as well. Um, but ultimately just have fun with it and just embrace, you know, what you're excited to do. I love that. I love that so much. It's so important. I think, yeah, identifying which block it is that's getting in the way for you and how you as an individual best respond to getting out of that is just, yeah, I think that that's beautiful advice. I think we've given you loads and loads of tips today, listeners. I feel like I've learned stuff that I'm going to try and implement in the future. Um, Thank you so much, Christine. So from everything that we've discussed today, If the listeners could go away and do one thing, like one task or one thing that they could consider and implement that would make a difference in their day from what we've talked about, what would you, what would you say? Prioritize yourself. So if that looks like healthy boundaries, whatever that looks like, just prioritize yourself because that's the best investment for you and your business. And just experiment at the end of the day to see what really, really works for you. Brilliant. I think that that's absolutely wonderful. So where can the listeners find more of you online, Christine? Yeah, well, if you're interested in more support, then come find me at christineldesigns.com. Otherwise, I'm always having fun on Instagram at underscore C-L-I-E-U or at Brand Party Podcast. 
Amazing. And I love your branding. I love the vibrancy and the colors of it. It literally is like a party. It's just so fun. So listeners, make sure that you go and have a little look. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christine. It's been an, a really good, insightful conversation. Thanks, Jamie. Um, and listeners, be sure to come back here on Thursday when Christine will be sharing more of her business journey so far in her brand story episode. And until then, I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode and which method you're going to try to boost your creativity. So come and join the conversations in our community on Instagram or Facebook. And as always, the links are in the show notes and I will see you in the brand lounge.